Hello, hello. My name is April Malone with Yes, I Work From Home, and this is the podcast. Today, I have Linda Brandt with me. She is from my home state of Minnesota, and we met on Focusmate. Um, I've had a few guests from Focusmate now. It's great. Um, Linda, you've got a lot of things happening, and I'm going to let you introduce yourself. You're in public health, you're a community builder, and a few other things. Why don't you lay it out, and then we'll kind of go back and talk about your history and where you're going next. Great. Um, I'm really honored to be on your podcast. I love seeing all the episodes you've done, all the rich information you're providing to the community. And that definitely resonates with me. I always say if I have anything of value, I definitely want other people to have it. So I have come to call myself a renegade community builder and even a practical renegade community builder because I want things to really be useful to people. Um, I work in public health, particularly worksite health. So this topic of people working from home, people having control over their work lives is very near and dear to me, has always been near and dear to me. And in my free time, I help um, lean-in circles kind of percolate, start up. I also have built up the Global Lean-In Leaders Network so that whatever people are learning in Toronto or Seoul or Shanghai, they can all translate that back to each other. They're going to have to let us know what lean-in is. Sure. So... Cheryl Sandberg, the chief operating officer of Facebook, now Meta, start, wrote a book called Lean In, and it's about um, getting more women into in running our organizations and more men taking on caregiving roles. So nine years ago, I started a group. It went from 12 to like 7,000 people today. And is that the goal of all of the groups, or do they have like themes? Yeah, so... Um, the basic premise is people come together. They say, what are they leaning into? Where do they want to develop their leadership or having a positive impact in the world? And then the group finds out what they have in common. So when we're organizing the um, global lean-in leaders, they want help thinking about their community. So that community comes together and says, what have we learned that we can help each other with? Um, but on the local level, it might be, I want to write a book or I have a particular goal. So in the last nine years, we've come to... Um, focus a lot of our work around mastermind groups, what we call peer coaching circles. So it doesn't really matter what you came to work on. We are going to help you get support. Are they paid groups or are they free? Yeah, it's, I, I love the idea that uh, masterminds, we know people pay to have a, a coach in their small group. These are free. There's a local, um, Terry and Carter McNamara who are, um, they started, they have a company called Authenticity consulting and they um, provided lean in, sorry, they provided authenticity circles for my employer had been County for more than 20 years. And so I was in a peer coaching circle at my job. And then I asked them, Hey, would, are you willing to share this with the lean in community? They said, yes, for free. You can use our materials and then lean in as well. Um, all of their meetings are all um, free, depending on if you're in LA or New York, they might be a cost um, to help pay for the space. But in the Midwest, in general, there isn't generally a, a cost for participating. So are these in person then? So we started off in person. Um, since COVID, all the meetings for our local community are on Zoom. Okay. So when I met you, I can't remember if I was, we were on Focusmate, and I don't know if, was I wearing a Minnesota shirt that day? I don't know how yes. we made the connection. We totally but... were wearing a Minnesota shirt, yep. <laughs> I had just come from Minnesota, so we had uh, taken a three-week trip um, through 14 states to see all of our friends and family, and I told myself before we left on the trip that I was going to have a little bit of a souvenir budget for t-shirts, because I 
I told my husband, I'm like, I don't like any of my t-shirts. <laughs> All of my t-shirts are from like previous jobs or like schools that my kids used to be in and are not anymore. Um, and so I'm like, I'm going to come home with a few t-shirts I like. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I ran through a mall in Minnesota and I saw the Minnesota themed store and I'm like, dang it, <laughs> I got to get one. So I got okay. one for my kids too. It has a big moose on it and it's like um, glow in the dark and none of them will wear it. So wow yeah anyway kids they're ungrateful (laughs) (laughs) I had already gotten them t-shirts too so um and so then you invited me to be part of one of the focus make groups that I didn't know existed and so then we realized that we both are really into community building um so we're going to talk about your involvement there sure um so anything that I'm part of whether it's public health lean in um, focus made a great example, or if I go to a conference, I'm always, or I'm, I um, raise money through Patreon. I want to build community there so that, um, my premise is that if we build community, then a wider range of people will continue to be part of the community. Um, so that if things get difficult, there's someone that the person can call and say, has this ever happened to you? Or what I do in this sticky situation and the people who things are kind of set up for them, um, those people, we don't have to worry about them, but the community building really helps uh, having a diverse um, group of leaders and participants. So I started, the first group I started on Focusmate was Lean In Together. And then I started a group for getting things done, David Allen's system for being organized, and then inspiring health promoters, and um, then career explorers, pandemic, a lot of people shifting jobs. And I'm also part of a co-counseling, peer counseling community. So we started a group for that as well. So I feel Always like a chance. You, yeah. I think you invited me to the career exploration one because I told you that I was working on a resume in my focus mate session, but I nope. was working on a resume for someone else because yes. I interviewed a lady last summer who writes resumes and I'm basically contracting with her and getting some extra income that way, which is actually really fun, but I get a lot of it done in the middle of the night. <laughs> and it sounds like she's like, you know, knows how to invest in you, seize your strengths. I mean, that's my impression from our conversation. Like I would like to work for someone who is so empowering. And yeah. It's really thoughtful. nice. Someone who's, um, you know, there's definitely a learning process because I'm trying to learn her style. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some time that's, in, you know, invested as far as training and um, no, I appreciate it. It's good. It's a good, it's a good fit right now. That's great. All right. So what did you do? Yeah. You've been in public health for a long time. What did mm-hmm. you do before public health and mm-hmm. what's your role there now? Yeah. So um, out of college, um, political science, French women's studies, didn't really know, helped a, helped a friend start a small business, work for nonprofits, doing various things, kind of trying to figure out what was what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, I was teaching uh, body pump at the Y and people would ask me a bunch of health questions. So I was like whose job is this to know? And so my friend James said, that's public health. So I went to graduate school, got my master in public health. And um, I knew I was interested in adults because adults have control over their situation. Uh, I didn't want to have it be telling young people to eat healthy when their parents were not buying healthy foods. So just Mm -hmm. again, very practically, I thought adults have control if we can if we can back them to want to provide a healthy home environment and get activated in the community. So I've been doing worksite wellness for Hennepin County Public Health for the last 15 years. And the work changes over the years, but I've loved the career health piece of it. So if you think about health, most people think of physical and emotional health, especially right now, 
post in the midst still of the pandemic, um, but there's also social, community, financial, and career health. So all of those elements and career health, according to Gallup, is the number one driver of people's overall sense of well-being. So mm. I really put a lot of attention on that, and that's what I was excited about this conversation because. Daniel Pink would say career health is autonomy, mastery, and purpose. And people at home have a lot of autonomy. And that's why I think people are not wanting to give it up. That's so true. Now, how long have you been able to do your public health job from home? Yeah. So I think the story is interesting, or at least it's interesting to me. The Department of Transportation in Minnesota um, gave money to Hennepin County to get people off the roads. And that meant people had the, the technology to work from home. It was about 11, 12 years ago. And then it was a big culture change for managers who are used to watching people to switch to something called results only work environment by um, Jody Thompson and Callie Ressler. So at Best Buy, they came up with this idea of results only work environment. We're not organizing the work around where you go, but what you're doing. And so um, they were much, pretty much people could choose where, where, when, how they wanted to do the work. And as I was reviewing um, the training, you know, every day is Saturday and they have, you know, some bold ideas about if it takes you less time to, than 40 hours. I mean, as a government worker, they really never said that to me. But the idea is if you can do the work more efficiently, great. No <laughs> one's going to ask you when, where, how, get up at 4 a.m., get up, you know, use Focusmate during the day, whatever you're going to use to be productive. So that's kind of how my career journey has ended up at, uh, with career health. And I love that the lean and stuff I do in my free time just fits right with that. Um, so it makes me so excited to hear that even 11, 12 years ago, that people yes. were like ready to give people autonomy and um, trust mm -hmm. that they would get, get their work done. Um, there's many different cultures in the work environment and they're not all like that. No. Um, depends on, you know, are they more traditional or, you know, innovative and they're thinking, why do you think the Department of Transportation was trying to get people off the roads? Yeah. So the idea is if um, people can choose when they go into work, there's going to be less congestion and then that will be better for the environment. And so I always bring up like when people are arguing for going into the office, what about the environment? What about winter? It's Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that gets enough play of, of um, I mean, some people can think of it as cost shifting. Now I'm paying for my own electricity. Um, Hennepin County does not subsidize people's internet access, so you could be resentful about that if you wanted to, but you can also go into the library or, mm -hmm. you know, that's part of the county system. Mm -hmm. so, but their, their, their mission was about less congestion means better for the environment. Uh, do you have air quality issues up in Minnesota? It's a good question. Um, I think if you were asking someone who that was their job, they would say um, there are times in which the air quality is not good. Um, there, you know, I don't have any respiratory issues, but I live in the city of Minneapolis. So probably where most of the, the poor air quality is going to be. And they would probably say, yeah, depending on the, you know, what happens with the cloud cover and um, mm -hmm. trying to manage, yeah. but it, it's not Los Angeles. It's there's more trees. Yeah. There's more lakes. There's more, you know, just open space too, but in the, in the area, but here in the Phoenix Metro area, we see, you know, just driving on the highway, they will be like air quality mm -hmm. is predicted to be poor tomorrow you know, ride the bus or bike to work or, um, you know, my husband's work will, you know, send out notices like, you know, we're, we're predicting it to be bad tomorrow. How are you going to, um, help reduce That's the great. pollution? And, um, for, for whatever reason, they're not mentioning 
stay home. (laughs) 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 Don't mention ride a bike and take a bus and, you know, um, carpool walk, but, um, that is an excellent way to help reduce congestion and air quality problems. Right. Yes. Yeah. And to me, it's, again, it's very logical. I'm also in, you know, the um, Gen X, where we want meetings to make sense. We don't want our time wasted. You know, mm-hmm. latchkey generation. We're like, how does this make sense? What we're doing? Are you? You just want to socialize with me? I prefer to socialize with my friends. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, as I was reviewing the row materials, I mean, they're really about like, if it's a priority for mentoring, make it a priority. Don't have it be this thing that just happens in the office. Um, mm-hmm. Be intentional. And I think um, I get the sense you and I we agree. Like, what is the intention? It's so interesting to see how different personalities gravitate towards different things though. Like some people mm-hmm. want that social aspect of the office yes. and that's the only social aspect that they, you know, the only social network that they have. Yes. Um, and that was a shift for me when I, um, when I worked from, how did it, I was working on, on site for, let me think, seven years. And I had one f- true friend in the office and the rest were coworkers, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. um, when I came home, I was surprised by how much I missed just turning around and telling a random story to the lady behind me who probably felt like I was interrupting her all day. <laughs> um, so yeah. Yes. Um, though, you know, my husband's personality is a hundred percent different than mine. You know, he's very introverted and probably doesn't want people doing icebreaker questions, you know, at meetings and things like that. <laughs> we are absolutely in sync. My partner is an introvert. Um, this is his space he has done a podcast, so he has all the equipment and yeah, he is happy to have taken on a remote only job. So he, yeah. yeah. So yeah, are, you both, are you both hundred percent remote now? Um, I, I mean, officially home is my base and when the pandemic changes, we will do in-person trainings, but it'll be maybe once, once a quarter, twice a quarter, they will want, I mean, they will have meetings in parks but we're public health. So we're going to be the last ones to have in-person meetings. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Because you... we'll just continue to be kind of remote. Because I, I wonder doing. if the, um, the remote only is a barrier for people to have access to the public health that they need. No, you're finding people can access it. No. I mean, as you might imagine, because they had the results only work environment, they've always known that the work determines if people need to be on site, people are on site. If someone needs, you know, um, for example, uh, during the pandemic, handling um, people who are homeless. So they need to be in shelters. Um, anything that is on site will be on site. Okay. Um, getting people services, actually, they found that it's more efficient. People are way prefer to have an interview on Zoom than to wait around all, all of that bureaucracy that we're familiar with. Um, so they were pretty much ahead of electronic, but making things electronic, making things accessible. But there definitely were things that have improved because of uh, COVID constraints. And yeah, I have heard, I can't even think of one example where things got worse because of COVID in terms of serving the public. So you guys had everything in place, like you were fully ready. Yep. I mean, we can't say that because there wasn't the political will to back getting people, you know, the pandemic was still um, very difficult because of the lack of political support for vaccination and uh, information. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I want to go back to talk about yeah. um, 
what was that original transition like for you? Um, were you on board? Was it something that they just told you you had to do? Um, what do you remember learning through those um, first few months of working from home? Yeah, so I know that because I was um, busing to downtown, there was, I mean, as someone who was raised, um, you know, very cost conscious, not having to go into uh, pay for parking, have to think about carrying my food to work. It was completely a benefit. I had always said, I, I want, um, you know, um, windows and doors. Mm-hmm. I wanted the privacy. I wanted to have the window open. I wanted to have the freedom to come and go. So it, I was not one of the people who went into the office to just be around people. I, I would have joined a co-working space rather than to go to kind of an, right. an expensive part of town to, you know, ha- the chance that someone's going to be there because they, mm-hmm. they had enough um, sense to know that having set hours didn't make sense. So basically you went in when you had a meeting. Okay. So it sounds to me as though you are a social person, but mm-hmm. you're still also practical. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so you can see the benefit of working from home because you still had your social outlets, other places. And by then I had a treadmill desk and I knew that because of liability constraints, they would not let people sit on a ball and they would certainly not let people use a treadmill desk. So as someone who was telling people to be active all day long and also to eat healthy food, you know, I, I have broken off my relationship with Amy's frozen foods. And I was just looking at yesterday. I was like, I used to eat these burritos because why they were easy. And now I can eat the food I actually want to eat. So just those quality of life issues of being able to use a treadmill. And then this is even before three years ago, starting Focusmate. And that has provided a huge amount of company that I, I think I would eventually have been the kind of person who would find a co-working space, honestly, because mm-hmm. it is nice to be around people and mm-hmm. hear what they have to say. But not to have to have the huge commute to get there. And not to have the parking cost or I mean, the, in the winter, obviously commute is scraping the... <laughs> my anxiety just like soars to even like remember going to the ditch yes oh 20 minutes before my heater would really kick on and (laughs) halfway to work it's it's yeah and many people of coworkers were driving a long distance so I was on the um champions of change crew so I was so fully on board with this culture change and I and I and I suspected that the managers were going to have the most difficulty and they did the people who were not um, watching people to see if they're working were like, yes, all right, see ya, you know, see you at a meeting, see when, you, you know, but I didn't really love the cube farm and they eventually went to um, hotel spacing, open space, which very few people like. I'm in the 30% who like it, but yeah, yeah, it's kind of non-hierarchical, both giving people that much autonomy and that space, though people end up wearing headphones and yeah, I know it can be really distracting for some people too. Oh yeah. Um, I'm, I like being in a social place, but when I'm trying to focus, I can't have like people walking around or talking because I will hear everything. I will see everything. And I have to basically put myself towards the wall. So I yep. can't be distracted by so many things. Um, noise canceling headphones, man. <laughs> That's where it's at. Yeah, I, absolutely. The research says when you're hearing one side of a conversation, it's really distracting. So two people chatting is actually better than like, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, oh yeah. Mm, That's interesting. (laughs) 
Um, so you mentioned several things. So how do you use Focusmate? And just for the people that haven't listened to previous episodes, previous episodes where I've talked about this, Focusmate is basically like you can log in. So you can see me and Linda sitting here talking. Um, it's similar. You log in and you have um, a one hour partner. It's really only 50 minutes or 25 minutes, depending on what you sign up for. Um, Focusmate gives you three sessions for free every week or $5 for unlimited a month. And basically in the first minute, you just state your intention of what your goal is for the hour. Cause you're both here to work. You're not here to chit chat. Um, and I said, I'm working on a, on a resume. I, I've been putting it off and I need to get it over with. I'm going to be working into the night until I'm done. And I don't remember what you said you were working on. Mm-hmm. Nor something. do I, but there's a good chance yep. it was something related to my job or to lean in organizing yep. or just and, keeping up with the blizzard of what's coming at us. Right. And then um, we say, okay, see you in 50 minutes. And we both mute ourselves, but we stay in camera. And every once in a while, if I'm going to walk away for a minute, I'll say, be RB, be right back. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe I just got to get a glass of water or kiss my kids goodnight really fast, which I don't try to do during my sessions, but if I have to, I will. Nope. Um, I've had people who are cleaning. Like they're like, I just need to be accountable because I have company coming tomorrow and I just need to get in this kitchen clean. Mm -hmm. Um, and so basically if you tell someone that you're doing something, you're more likely to finish it in that 50 minutes than, you know, Oh, whoops, 50 minutes just went by and I've been on Facebook the whole time or whatever your, you know, guilty pleasure is. Let me go get a snack. Yeah. Let me see, uh, see, check on this more interesting thing than the project that I'm doing Mm -hmm. because you know, at the end, this person's going to be like, how did it go? Did you get it done? And yes. I've had people who are studying. I've, I've had multiple, I think, medical students who are like, I'm learning. Uh, my goal is to learn 350 terms, you know, mm-hmm. in the next 50 minutes. Or I've also had language students say the same thing. Like, I'm trying to go through flashcards. My goal is to yes. get through 350 to 400. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the end, you'll be, they're like, I got through 430. And I'm like, yeah. And yeah. I think that positive reinforcement is motivating. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I would, I think the only group you didn't hit on is maybe the entrepreneurs, the PhD students, law students. I've gotten quite a few lately mm-hmm. and a lot of people uh, writing business proposals, just cleaning out their inbox. Um, some people have actually, a beginning of the day routine or end of the day routine where they're shredding papers or starting up with, um, you know, just checking emails, but mm-hmm. you know, to have that time limit on it and be like, I'm, I'm going to be done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you've yeah. done 7,000 plus sessions. Yeah. In the last three years, um, it's partly because I get up early and I just love that it's, I'm working on European time where it's 9am for them and they're just starting their day. So it's not strange for them that my first session is meditating mm-hmm. and great to check in. It's great to, you know, just like see a person. Oftentimes it's a person I'm excited to see or a new person um both equally excited about half and half new and familiar and i would say i have a little bit different experience than a lot of people in focus me because i i'm not i'm not usually in my own time zone so i it's a you know it could be the philippines it could be mm-hmm. india it could be um beijing it could be even tehran it's always kind of shocking um, the very last bit of Australia. <laughs> yeah, I've had um, people from all around the world because I'll be on sometimes at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, so I get it. It's it's very mm. multicultural for sure. Yes. Yeah. And I and I, you know, eventually I think a lot of us end up cut and paste our goal because it's similar and we have an intention like mine is 90% focused, 
stay on task. And I learned from, I think the book, um, start finishing to really give clean up archive trash after an event. I do I organize a lot of lean in events and other events. So just give that it's due and do the cleanup in a timely fashion. Mm-hmm. Or I did a, a photo project for my mom. Anything that's really concrete um, feels really good to do it with company and to kind of see, okay, it took five sessions to do this or mm-hmm. people do transcribing or translating. A lot of tedious things that, mm-hmm. you know, you would norm in my mind, you would normally multitask during because you are so bored and then it takes longer. And so you often get to say to the person, oh, I'm so glad I'm not multitasking because this would just expand and I would be checking social media or doing other things, mm-hmm. getting a snack. Yeah. There um, have been things that I thought that I could get done in my 50 minute session that took four or five. Sometimes yes. it's because I got off track, but sometimes they just, and then and then it's good for you to know for future mm-hmm. reference, how long is this task going to take me? You know, especially if it's something that you're getting paid for to be like, yeah. am I going to accept that job or not in the future? Knowing, you know, it's going to take me five times as long as I expected. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know, it, I think what's worth saying is because I often get caught up in how much it works for me. A lot of people are afraid to use Focusmate. Um, they feel like the str- that stranger is in their house. It's kind of the legacy of chat roulette um, a long mm-hmm. time ago people acting weird. And it really is of those 7,000 sessions, it really is three or four people. The most that you'll run into is people who are nervous and they're brusque. And they say, mm-hmm. what are you working on? And I just warn people, <laughs> you know, that sometimes you'll get that because a person is nervous or, you know, they're doing something they really don't want to do. Um, yeah. Now Focusmate really lets you, if, if you want to just work with people with your same gender, you can make that choice. If yep. you want to just work with people, you know, and encourage people, you know, I mean, they've made it a lot easier to um, kind of calm people's fears. Yeah. And just recently, I think in the last week, they've implemented the favorites now. So like, if you have a good session with someone, you can just push the star and be like, I'd be happy to see them again. And everyone that I've been with, I actually told them, I said, it's two o'clock in the morning. I have not slept. I have a job I have to finish. Um, So if you see me nodding off, feel free to try to get my attention. Yes. And they'd go, April. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you. I have to get this done. <laughs> I love um, that. But they were all really like a good sport about it. And I was just told them up front. I'm like, I'm just needed to burn the bin- midnight oil tonight. Yeah. Yes. I promise I'd have this thing done, you know? So yeah, everyone's been a pretty good sport. Well, I have to say, I mean, the thing that I really go to focus mate for is inspiration. So many inspiring people. Um, the only person I met on Focusmate who I've met in real life is Lisa in um, the East Coast, but she just messaged me today. Here's the photos from the Lean In meeting. We've been in a peer coaching circle. I, when I was in New York City, I met her. Just really awesome. Some of the Lean In leaders, because that's the largest group. I, yeah, I, I get to actually have time with them. Like mm-hmm. Ottawa this morning in Turin, Italy. Like it gives us a chance to, like, she's an engineer, but what does an engineer actually do? What, do, what does Magali, when she's working on her PhD, what does she actually do? You know, it's basically one paragraph. So there's so much inspiration of people who have taken on these really big projects. And I've, to get out of that Midwestern humbleness, but I've inspired two people to get a treadmill desk. And then Justin Higgins in, in Los Angeles. Um, and I, I interviewed get... him. Woohoo! I did. Right. I'm trying to remember I'm, which episode. I'm making was. a note to go watch it. Um, he and I are going to do a treadmill desk race on the 19th of August. He was, was the first person I met on Focus Mate, and then we just chatted for a minute afterward. And he was—I was his very first ever um, 
podcast. And then he felt inspired to be on as many podcasts as possible after that. I know his name is on here somewhere. I will find it. Scott, I've got four pages now of. I'm excited to, to watch it and um, post it potentially to our website as well. Like find out about more about Justin, find out more about Linda. Oh my goodness. We're totally talking to our audience. Hmm. Okay. Well, anyway, I will dig around and see if I can find that. <laughs> I swear um, he was one of my first. Huh. You will learn a lot of, you will meet a lot of coders on Focusmate. You will meet a lot of women in. Uh, Isn't he the one that's field? doing the, that like just a few seconds, like, like you can buy a second of every hour. Is he that guy? It could be. He's a coder, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And okay. he was doing a COVID project when I, when I, or that was his latest, latest me, media thing was protecting his parents by sleeping outside. Yeah. Episode 39, Justin Higgins. The title was focused work leads to a focused art project. Ooh. Yeah. He was fun. Yeah. I, he has skills that really complement mine and so it was fun to talk him into making a video. He set up our Slack group right away, set up our website. Um, so I think- And this was all about the treadmill desk? Treadmill desk race. And okay. right now it's a really small group, but um, I think we're going to grow it over time. Maybe through this podcast, you can inspire more people with the treadmill desk. Why don't you take a few minutes and talk about treadmill desks and why so, and how? Yeah. So most people are not going to get a treadmill desk, but turns out there's a company that puts a, a thing that attaches to your regular treadmill. So if you're a treadmill desk, a treadmill user, there is a, the, the, we're actually working with that company for a treadmill desk race that can put it onto your treadmill, or you could just get through your emails on an iPad. Mm -hmm. So some people will get an actual table that goes over a treadmill I just and literally have a board. Like I have an older treadmill with the two arms and I have, I don't know if it's like one of those floating shelves, but it's probably a good 18 inches wide and it just goes right over. And it's a long enough treadmill that I can get by with losing, you know, a few inches. Um, yeah, I can throw my computer right on top of it. It's great. August 19th. You can buy, it's a 12 hour block of time. People can just come work. There'll be like, just, um, you know, walk and work basically. We'll probably have breakout rooms if people want to socialize, but the main Zoom room will be just people getting to see other people. And one man that's coming actually created a manual treadmill, a German man who created its manual tre treadmill. So non-electric You uh, just treadmill. push it with your own feet. <laughs> your own feet, probably some gravity in there. I'm sure he'll explain it to all of us. But yeah, it was just, it was cool to kind of have this, uh, Lisa is one of the people when I was saying from Focusmate. So just an eclectic Mabelin in Florida, just really, you know, kind of small is beautiful, um, soft launch to this idea. And okay. I, so explain me, explain it to yeah. me in terms like uh, everyone can understand what the heck is a treadmill? Yeah, so what? what why would you want, a, why would you want, um, to, well, so basically idea is, a lot of us are sedentary, looking to a computer all day. We know it's not healthy for our bodies. It's great to stand, but that you can also get kind of stiff and you have to stand on something to cushion your body. Treadmill desk, you're walking on a treadmill while you're typing. You're going usually, you know, in my case, close to two miles per hour, about three kilometers per hour. Um, and you're working. And maybe if your treadmill is like mine, it runs out at six hours. So a good amount of time you're walking and working. Hmm. And then Justin suggested, hey, let's do it together. And let's try just this 12 hour block and then 
Ideally, he is suggesting we might have a website where you can go anytime, 24 hours and walk check out my evening. calendar really quick. What am I doing on August 19th? So what time does it start? Gonna start, I believe, at 3 a.m. Central. So it's super early. That's like go. one in the morning for me. So keep okay, talking. So, but it goes for 12 hours. Uh-huh. So any of that morning time, if you happen to be free, Justin may even hang out. I'm gonna do the first shift. He's gonna do the second shift. So and what I, platform are you using to we're gonna use Zoom and yeah. I'm gonna definitely invite you. So okay. I'm all over. I, you. I just added it for three. No, I need to add it for 1 a.m. to my calendar. Um, from 1 a.m. to 1 p.m. <laughs> I get a yes. lot of work done in those hours. You I used to, to work third shift. And so oh, okay. um, it's not too out of the ordinary for me to be up in the wee hours. I'm trying to get on a more normal schedule with my family now, mm-hmm. um, which I, is good for my health, frankly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but every once in a while, if I need to do an all-nighter, I, I will still do one. I'm picking up on that. I mean, that's what lean-in is about, basically. These kind of outlier men and women who, you know, they're not your typical person. They really want to move things forward. And I, that's, I want more and more of those people in my life because it's really inspiring. Justin included, um, yourself included, people who take the usual box and like, well, let's expand it out a little bit. Oh, happy that I remembered his name and was able to find it on my list. That was right in front of me. (laughs) I know that man. Yeah, I'm he's not got surprised. a So his thing that he did is that you can buy one second, I think, or three seconds. It's like you basically have an image and you um and it's an ongoing thing where every day um it'll just be like um blank until someone purchases that thing and then they'll put in um your image and it could just be like I don't know, you can tell people that they can come and find your your image and it's on this like ever ending, you know, never ending thing that's gonna go on for many, mm. many, many eons maybe i don't know as long okay, as the technology I'm, can support it i'm getting the picture behind why he wants to have this non-stop 24-hour treadmill like hmm, mm-hmm. yeah very helpful yeah. connected much though very cool all right so let's see what else have we not covered oh you have mentioned that your partner also works from home yes all the time how yes. are you guys sharing the space so i know that you are taking his space right now to be right. in this recording because he's got the equipment in his office area. So where do yes. you work and how yes. do you guys, you know, mingle throughout the day or how do you get household mm-hmm. chores done or not done during the day? Mm-hmm. Some people get too focused on that and others mm-hmm. have found boundaries there. Yep. Um, so we've lived together for 10 years and for the first eight years, basically it was just me. So we didn't have to work it out. Pandemic, um, suddenly he's working from home and then he eventually took a job where he was remote only. So he's so, staying with remote. Exactly. He is committed to staying with group. And, and it's kind of surprising because architecture is pretty, you know, software intensive meeting and spot, you know, there's, it, but um, that is what he is doing. And I think at the beginning of the pandemic, when we were transitioning, we sort of like talk, had a little meeting about like, okay, now we're coworkers. Do we want to have meals together? Do we want to have a walk at the end of the day? you know, like, do you need to get some, so your social needs met from me? Cause now I'm your only coworker <laughs> and you don't use focus mate. So you don't have a whole, the mm-hmm. globe of, um, and I think also it was a stressful time. So mm-hmm. it, people, we know mental health really took a dive during, uh, the pandemic. Um, I think if, if it's okay to say you're living with the introvert, I'm living with the introvert, I'm an ambivert kind of introverted and extroverted. So in some ways we're, we're good compliments to each other. I definitely mm-hmm. bother him too much 
had to put his company name on his door. So to remind me that he is at his job, that's what he prefers. I would I love, love for him. I would love for him to come in. Dog would come in. I, I, I thrive on, you know, not if I'm tr- doing a training, but otherwise interrupt me. Right. Tell me your exciting news. I always want to hear it, like whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, so yeah, it, it has been, I think if we were both kind of extroverted, took up space, clanging around, I think that would be different, but we're pretty compatible in terms of living in a you know, single family home together. Mm-hmm. And this is just two of you adults. Yes. So yes. respectful of each other's space and. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sadly, and two months ago, we lost our dog of, of 11 years, but mm-hmm. um, that was obviously a great benefit of working from home. The dog was incredibly healthy from being walked all the time. And, yeah. And it was I a great company. That. Yeah. Okay. I never always. Yeah. Never felt like I was really working from home when I had the dog keeping surveillance on me. So. Right. Yeah. Our cat has um, really enjoyed everyone being around. <clears throat> um, she's ailing right now. She's, you know, 15 years old and some things are going on. So not sure how much more time we have with her. And so I like that I can even just be home with her and like pick her up and put her on and she's all purring. And I know that at least she's getting love in these final, whatever she has weeks, months. I don't know. No. Um, and that. you know, just to kind of keep an eye on things too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I have plenty of co- coworkers who, you know, it was very stressful during the pandemic to be having, um, suddenly at home with a partner who wasn't remote like us and mm-hmm. with children and trying to do it the, at, at the same time. And that was just, terrible crash course in working from home and oh yeah uh, just put a quick plug into the book out of office and the big problem and the bigger promise of working from home and they really talk about it was not a great introduction to working out of office for people because it was very unusual situation very stressful situation everyone was unexpectedly homeschooling on top Mm -hmm. of working from home is that was not normal no I mean, there are people that homeschool on purpose and then they choose to work from home on purpose, but that was not how most of these families were structured. It was not. No, I, I'm still kind of back in that moment where the pandemic, like they said, we're closing the schools without any discussion of what was going to happen. Just to me, that's. Yeah. I had had three little kids and I had to reduce my working hours significantly Mm -hmm. to be able to. And I, I thought that my teachers, that the children's teachers would be more engaged, especially with my like kindergartner. And she saw her t- kindergarten teacher five to 10 minutes a day, five to 15 minutes a day. Whoa. And it was, it was all on me the rest of that time. Wow. To, yeah. To get her to sit down and do all of her stuff. And she's supposed to watch YouTube videos. She like basically YouTube kindergarten. Yeah. So <laughs> we supplemented a lot. Let's just say. <laughs> I'm just glad that you told that story because I think, um, we need to hear these stories of like, there's two parents at home, but the children are primed toward one of them is like the one they prefer. Not ideal, like not yeah. a great time to start negotiating who's going to be doing what. And if one person is paid more, who's going to cut their hours. I mean, mm-hmm. we've got to have a lot of real discussions over. Yeah. I was working in the middle of the night and so I would get off work and then I'd help all my kids log in. And I just wasn't getting enough sleep again because mm-hmm. normally I would sleep during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was tricky times. Wow. All of our kids are back in school right now. We just changed schools literally this last, this last week. Like we started school at one school. Mm-hmm. My son was there for one day. Uh-huh. And then he started the second school the next day. 
And then the girls followed about four days later when they made a space for them. Um, so yeah, my, um, husband is looking at a possible schedule change coming up. I'm not sure if that's going to happen or not. Um, and it's always juggling, you know, who's going to do what, when, and how, and where. Um, so as you know, do you have a dog now or is that was your only dog? That was the only dog. Yep. So that changed your routine. Yeah. I don't go outside as much. Yeah. And I miss it. I mean, I, I'm, we're going to, the training we're going to do from tomorrow for my job is called take it outside all the huge benefits of being in nature. So if it's a phone call, I can take on the phone and walk at the same time Mm -hmm. in this neighborhood. I'll do that. But that's, it's really cut that down significantly the time I spend outside in the winter. I won't miss it at all. Uh. (laughs) Um, Having to be out with the boots on the dog and all that stuff. Oh, right. Same here in the summer. We have to put, well, we don't have a dog, but people have to put boots on their dog to be able to walk them if it's sunny out. Um, so trying to be more intentional about getting outside, Mm -hmm. you know, right now in summer, it's like your winter, (laughs) um, it's difficult to get out. It's, yeah. it's brutal to get out basically past 7am. <laughs> I only visited that, that extreme and I was shocked. I think yeah. those of us who have an experience that are like, whoa, our family yeah. has a tradition that like normally bedtime is around nine, mm-hmm. but sometimes we'll go to the park at nine because mm. the pavement is finally cooling off enough, you know, um, that we can tolerate being out there for a little bit. If it's like under 105, <laughs> we'll be like, let's go to the park. Yeah. So how do you get yourself outside? Take it outside. How do you take it outside now? Yeah. So like I said, if I have actually my pandemic buddy, talk to her daily to check in. She's an elder in Grand Forks, North Dakota. So since the pandemic, we're like checking in daily. So slap on my headphones, take a walk with her. Oh, good. 10 minutes of listening to her. She'll listen to me for 10 minutes and do all that connecting. But someone who I, you know, who knows my whole story, who knows what life is like for me, you know, has a lot of slack for hard things, for good things. Don't have to like censor it. Um, Mm -hmm. Same with my mom. Um, Before the pandemic, we didn't talk daily, but we do now. So again, if I have my act together, I throw on my shoes and I'm happy to listen to what, how things are going with. She's actually quite an interesting community builder herself. So I grew up in a daycare home and she organized the other daycare home providers. So I did come by my community building kind of thing you know, honestly, from her. Yeah. My mom too. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, so working with someone from another time zone Mm -hmm. would be good for me because I could get out at 6am and it'd be 8am for them. So not too early. Um, I'll have to look for some pandemic buddies from the East coast. Yeah. I would definitely recommend that. Yeah. It's a really good idea. I want to hear more about this conversation that you and your partner had, um, at the very beginning, um, and what you decided about, do you want to mingle and do we want to eat together? Cause you didn't actually talk about that. Yeah. So I'll give kind of the context, which is when, um, when I was in college, I lived in New York city for just a short time. And, um, one of my, um, roommates was from Mormon family and they had family meetings. So I adopted that, um, have always done family meetings and, um, with my, my partner, we do family meetings once a month. And so that gives us a place to talk about like what's working, what's not, what's bugging you. Um, kind of make some agreements, like, you know, try to turn those complaints into requests. We, um, we saw, we probably early in our relationship, we started seeing a couples counselor just down the street. This woman was awesome. I was like, why not get help before we blow it up? You know, like 
This is yeah. our both of our second uh, long-term relationships. So just getting outside help of someone listening while we're like, okay, you know, Linda, you start in the middle. That really bugs me. I'm like, it doesn't just a little bit bug you, but hugely bugs you. But just like um, continuing to kind of cultivate more tools. We, we have in the last, I don't know, maybe four months, kind of more consistently set aside time at the end of the day to listen to each other. Like even just five minutes of you talk and five minutes of, of my talking. So how is that going? Is that, you know, kind of just putting more tools in place. We, we both agreed to read the book, Nonviolent Communication, which is kind of an odd title, but I wish I had found out about it a long time ago. Mm -hmm. um, it's basically, you just try to talk about the facts, your feelings, what is the need you have, and then making requests. So I think I would love for all workplaces to kind of talk about what are some tools for communicating well with each other, even just like when you do this specific thing, when you leave like a lot of um, people have a, somebody at home who leaves food in the sink rather than washes right. it. When yeah. you do that, <laughs> this is how I feel. Like you're mm -hmm. expecting me to clean it up. I need you to, like, I need to know you're going to do it within 24 hours or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I can comfortably know we're not going to be attracting ants. Oh, and right. then the request is if you can do it sooner, I would really appreciate it. You know, so just some sort of tool for communication. So I think living, you know, working together, um, given that he's an introvert and I'm getting my needs met elsewhere has worked pretty well. Um, I do miss when we used to kind of walk the dog at the end of the day together. I think that was a, just a little shining moment of he was probably mm -hmm. more stressed because of COVID mm -hmm. and that wasn't sustainable. So I will still walk though because um, yeah, you just, you just feel more kind of yourself and I like knowing the neighbors and it definitely helps to have a dog so that they have a reason to like want to see how Mac is doing. You can just help offer to walk other dogs. <laughs> I have a friend. Um, my friend Kirsten has a puppy and yeah. So, yeah. So we used to have roommate meetings when I first moved mm -hmm. out. Um, there was three or four, actually there were four of us at the beginning, uh, young single ladies, you know, all basically living out of our parents' home for the first time. Yep. And thankfully I, I actually came in and replaced someone that had been there prior and they had already established the, the monthly and they would do it kind of as an outing, but also as a time to be like, Hey, I grew up in the country where we didn't lock our doors. Mm -hmm. And so if I was the last one to bed, I always forgot to lock the door <laughs> and that came up in a meeting, obviously, yep. mm -hmm. um, you know, and like we had a cleaning schedule that we adhered to and yeah. um, rotated and it was really nice. And I don't think that families often do that. So that's cool yeah. that you guys implemented that. Yeah. And I, I with my um, former husband, we used to even have a cleaning chart where mm -hmm. you basically, if you did the vacuuming or you did the X cleaning the bathroom, whatever you could check the box and so, and if things weren't being done, then we up the points and then oh. basically kind of the points at the end of the month. And if like I had done 200 points of, of cleaning and he had done 146 he owed me a dollar for every difference and so there it basically kept the resentment wow then, but i particularly love the piece of if the task wasn't being done then it's clearly needs more points <laughs> until uh -huh. it became like a, a very an incentive to cleaning the refrigerator like i'm gonna go for the big 40 point task <laughs> so i mean i wish that you know i know there's all these apps but i wish they would come up with some apps like that where you could just easily check did you you know, vacuum for 10 minutes. Did you clean Maybe the bathtub? Justin Higgins could help you with that. I think Justin could help you with it. 
Yeah. But family meetings, I can't even imagine living without them. Some regular, actually, my friend, Magali was saying that if you in France, you just have every meal together, you have that leisurely hour lunch, Mm -hmm. you can just work in the details. of. So I guess if we were having more meals together, we wouldn't necessarily need these intentional settings. You know, we've talked about implementing like a budget meeting mm-hmm. weekly or monthly or something like that. And mm-hmm. it's such a dreadful thing to put us that way. Like who wants to remember to have a budget meeting? <laughs> but if the family meal, I mean, that is a good time to talk about some things too. Yeah, I, I'm i big on frameworks and tools and anything that, you know, other cultures have figured out like Shabbat on Friday night, you shut things down. I mean, yeah. If I could give any gift to the United States, I'd say, okay, let's just shut it down. Mm-hmm. Friday night to Saturday night, people just time. screens and be with mm-hmm. their family, think about their community. And everybody just stops working because we are clearly a culture that works too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and those who don't have work, you know, feel completely obliterated because it's such a work intensive culture. It's true. What do you do? You know, it's the first question that people ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you identify like, as, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, an employee? <laughs> right. Not what I always say. What do you do for fun? That's like, yeah, that's my favorite. Me. Get how to do you spend your time? Yeah. How do you spend your time? What, All right. what lights you up? Mm-hmm. You have, I know that uh, he wants to probably get back to his space here pretty soon. So um, why don't you tell us about what you've got coming up and how people can find you and those things. Yes. And then I'm going to ask you a final question. I'm going to give you a heads up. Um, I'm going to ask you what kind of advice do you have for people that want to work from home for the first time? Yep. Thank you. Um, so when I started doing this lean in project, several of the women that I worked with just were using LinkedIn all the time. And I thought, LinkedIn, stupid, boring, not interested at all, but um, they won me over. It's such a great place to connect with all kinds of CEOs for my job. People who are skittish about Facebook will use lean, will use LinkedIn. Um, a great place to publish articles, a great place to recommend people to get recommended. So I would say find me on LinkedIn, Linda Brandt, MPH for Master of Public Health or Miles Per Hour, however you think about it. So find me on LinkedIn. And um, I will definitely connect with you, you know, send me a message, whatever. Um, If you're someone who just uses Facebook, find me on Facebook. That's fine too. Um, And then I think your other part of the question was, that's probably the best way. Then things I have coming up. Yeah. So next Saturday, the Lean In Group is going to have our bi-monthly networking event. And it's a chance for people to come together, lead small groups, coach each other, be together for an hour and a half. And if you can come to one of these bi-monthly events, they're free. Um, you just have to believe in gender equity, more women in power, more men in caregiving roles, equalizing things out. And then you heard about the treadmill desk race on August 19th. We will probably end up doing it at least monthly. It's really small right now, which is a great time to get involved. If you know people in Minnesota who um, want help thinking about their work site, making it healthier, people healthier and happier, connect with me around my worksite health promotion work. If you're in career change, I run a career explorers group. It's every other month. It's free. It's just a chance to give each other support. And I was saying to April before we started that I use Patreon, which is supporter for um, support for a lot of creatives. And I encourage you, if you have a creative pursuit to use something like either uh, Patreon or buy me a coffee because people want to support you. And it's just, it's different from saying they love your community building work versus they want to support you in it. So, um, and then find me on Focusmate. 
that's if you I mean, duh, if I met April there, it's a great place to meet people. Like she said, there's only a little bit of chat at the beginning and the end, but you know from what they're putting in the chat, whether they're, you know, an interesting person and mm-hmm. they've got you. Yeah, and we took a little time at the end, I think, like we're like, oh hey, you're from Minnesota. And um, and then we probably chatted what five minutes or so. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, and then you know, sometimes people are like, Oh, I gotta go to another session or I gotta run or um, you know, but there's a, there's a 10 minute window basically from the end of your session together till the next one starts. And so you can do with that as you please and go run to the bathroom and get your water or sit and chat for a minute. If these people seem cool. Yeah. Cause it's not enough time to eat a snack really. <laughs> that snack is ready to go. Right. Um, and that can just answer your question about if you're new to working from home. Mm-hmm. So if you're new to working from home, cut yourself lots of slack because I watched my partner adapt to working from home. He got his stand-up desk. It's all fancy. He got his big monitor. Don't delay getting a big monitor. If you're worried about the environment, you know, do other things <laughs> to take care of the environment because your eyes are also important. Definitely get a big monitor. If you can stand great, then I encourage you to stand on something thicker than a, floor, a kitchen mat. So standing will help your body do better, but you, you have the luxury at home to really set up the ergonomics well. If your employer supports that, they can give you some tips. Um, if you're like us and you can get outside more, you can eat healthier, obviously slow changes over time, but you know, it's like any sort of health change, find what works for you and um, know that there's like, it's a, there's never been a better time to be adjusting to working from home. Um, you'll get, eventually get a ring light and have good lighting. And um, yeah, I think, um, Embrace that you are part of a, a big global community, not only the digital nomads, but at, during the pandemic, 40% of people work from home. So most people kind of have more of a sense of what it's like and will cut you slack a lot more than you think for noise. Um, get a microphone, I guess, as well. Get a headset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My friend who's an audiologist said, everybody should have a microphone that plugs into the computer. So hmm. we, we're both using podcast microphones, but for the regular person, if you want to just not have your people at home hearing your conversation because it's confidential or they just shouldn't be hearing it. I've got like several different ones in front of me here. How many? Yep. Get a headset with a microphone. Logitech. Yeah. I love. Um, But I like those because they are. um, So a lot of people think of like noise canceling as canceling out the the outside noise for you, but the microphone um, can also cancel out the outside noise for the person who's listening to you. Yeah. So look into the noise canceling microphone as well. And if you're, if you use Zoom, invest the time to get a, a background that you like, that mm-hmm. shows your area or that's funny. Um, a friend of mine works for Zoom and they always have an active background or I think, it, you know, we all can use just the brain likes variety and um, yeah, I would just really encourage people to make it work for you and don't like April and I don't be afraid to go outside the box. Like just because other people do it a certain way. Like I really found that with meditating. I tried to do it the way other people meditate. It's, I didn't want to do it. But once I said, okay, if you want to take notes during your meditation, write stuff down, you go for it. And then mm-hmm. now I'm a regular meditator because I was able to do it in a way that works for me. Cool. Any final thoughts before we head out? I really appreciate the work that you're doing with this podcast. It clearly is coming from the heart. And, um, it lights you up, which is kind of what worksite wellness is like, get everybody in that group. That's really engaged. 
And I'm so grateful to all the people who work at Focusmate for getting us connected and that you have roots in my state. And it actually makes a big difference to me to be proud to, because people like you are from here. Um, they don't always fit in the culture here. So um, it does more than you know <laughs> so to cool. meet you. Yeah. Hey, I have one follow-up question before we head out. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else to say about the work site work that you do? Like, are there, are there any common problems that you see happening for work from home people? It's a good question. Um, I think the biggest fear for people who work from home is out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. And if you are a low key person and you could be overlooked, not having FaceTime is going to, is going to cost you. And um, we haven't figured it out. And that's why I was kind of pushing this book. They actually at Twitter disincentivize people coming into the office. And you don't hear that very often, but they're basically, we could easily um, have the gender divide become even worse because of um, people who have fewer home, have fewer caregiving responsibilities choosing to work in the office where they have FaceTime research shows they will be Promotions. seen as, yep. And be seen as like, oh, they're the person who's on, that is a, a superstar versus a rock star. Hardworking. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say, um, what, I guess what I want to say is like what you started the conversation with around trust and workplaces that trust you, those are the, that's where you want to work. And mm -hmm don't get caught up in the, the details. If, if you have control over your environment, you can develop your skills and your sense of purpose, but you really do need the autonomy where people trust you to take charge. So yeah. And your County or your state worksite health promotion, people are there to support you. If, if you happen to have um, someone, especially if you're in human resources where this is your job to help people be healthier and happier. Usually mm -hmm. there's something in, at the government level trying to support your work. Do you think all states have this worksite stuff? A lot of times it's at the state level versus the county. So in, in uh, Minnesota, Hennepin County is the largest county. It's a lot of the, the population is in this area. But I know, for example, um, unless it's a really big city, it often is done by the state. So okay. North Dakota will do it for the whole state versus King County in Seattle or New York mm -hmm. City for that area. Um North Carolina is, is probably a really good example of where the worksite health promotion is at the state level. So if we were to look for our state, we'd look for worksite health promotion, like Arizona. Got it. Okay. Yes. Yep. Yep. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you for those extra what final thoughts. Pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Delightful to, to get to know you better. And I'm just, I will obviously be telling people about your podcast, but also just really appreciating the work you do. Well, it's so fun to have you today, Linda. Thank you so much. Pleasure. All right. We'll see you. This has been Linda Brandt with April Malone and Yes, I Work From Home. And we will see you next time. Thanks. Mm -hmm.